Hi everybody, welcome back to Dollar Dollar Bills, a way of life to build personal wealth and financial freedom. I have another guest with me today. It's my sister, my twin sister, Stephanie, or as I like to call her, Steph. And I really wanted to sit down with her today because unlike, but also like Aldo, my fiance, we have a very close relationship we have a very different relationship when it comes to money and I just wanted to give you guys a, an inside look and, and a different perspective into another person that I've uh, you know been been close with just obviously personally but also financially and really helping her uh, in, in a lot of ways that she didn't know maybe she needed um, some guidance and uh, and some advice when it comes to to finances so without further ado I'll let her introduce herself and kind of just give us a little background about her professionally because she's not really in the financial world so welcome thanks thanks for, thanks for thanks for being on thanks for having me of course uh so i'm steph ash's sister as she mentioned unlike ash i am not necessarily into financial stuff but i am interested in saving money and maybe that's factor related to how we grew up and we grew up together in the same household obviously I am a I used to be a professor of nutrition at New Mexico State University so my educational background is in nutrition and then I went on to get a PhD in food studies and so my main profession revolves around research and now I'm doing advocacy work as well so that's a little bit about me. So nothing financial. Really. Nothing financial. No, no. <laughs> Good. I didn't study anything financially related in college except for accounting. One class. Good. Good. So again, you know, I, I I've talked in the past about my relationship with money growing up and and kind of some tidbits here and there. So I want people, I want the audience to hear about your relationship with money growing up and how is it? How was it? Was it? You know. How is it perceived? How is it, you know, in so many ways, indirectly, it's it's something that we we deal with. But as, especially as you know, in our in childhood, it, you know, everyone has different experiences. So I'm curious about yours. Yeah. So definitely grew up in a household where we I observed, you know, our parents saving money. We moved around a lot, so I, I guess I didn't necessarily experience them, you know, us living on any sort of tight budget per se. But the, it was instilled in us, I think, from an early age that saving money is important. Also, working is important. We both uh, got jobs at 15 before we could even drive. And so that was, you know, I think really important for our parents to instill in us that it was good to, you know, have a job and start earning our own money, but also to save our money in order to do things that we want to do. So that's something I think that, you know, we both grew up with and around Although I don't remember our parents really talking a lot about financial anything aside from the importance of saving. And so, you know, the, the biggest thing that I kind of went into college with was this idea that, you know, it's good to work and it's good to save money. And, you know, then once I got to college, I got a credit card because I, I knew that building credit was a good thing. So I, I, I did do that. But the biggest, you know, thing that I did in college and the thing that I focused on was really just saving money, trying to save as much as I could to have a little bit of a cushion for, you know, when I ended up eventually going to grad school in New York. 
Yeah, and I think that's that's a really interesting point because I have felt the same way. Like there's, you know, you save and you get a job. Like that's what you do. Like it's, it's the basics. And I think you also bring up a good point that I'm finding is just a, a constant is nobody really, you know, directly talks about money in detail and really like gives it, I think, the proper voice when it comes to what do you do with it? What are all the aspects that you can do with it? besides just saving and getting a job and buying a house one day. Like, they're the basic things of how you live, but there's so much more that's involved in it. I think I don't think that really anybody goes into those details and talks about it. I think, to your point, they, you know, they instilled some, some good, you know, foundational concepts and kind of indirectly with us. And, and also, I think you bring up another good point that I'd like people to know is you, if you have kids or, you know, your parents, you really are affected and influenced by what you see them do so you know although we didn't see the the nitty-gritty details of what they did with money we didn't really talk about it they we still saw them saving we still saw that you know we you know in a lot of ways and I talk about how I would ask for like name brand stuff for Christmas and they like would get us the you know the generic version Mm -hmm. of it and I think that that's that's that that was a way of me learning okay they are they're picking and choosing what's important financially and with things and and that kind of so so even though we're not talking about it you know overtly we're, we're still we're, we're still seeing conceptually what what's important to them and what they value and I think that's mm-hmm. I think that was interesting that's cool what's funny is I we didn't even realize this but she had a credit card in college I didn't until after college and I that's when I started learning kind of myself about you know, credit cards and how to pay them off and, you know, credit history and, you know, your credit report and credit score and all the things that are, mm-hmm. are important. So, you know, I think there's still so much that, you know, our families and our, and our parents can help us learn. So, yeah. So, so going past that point, you know, as a young adult, how, mm-hmm. how did, how did all that transition? I know, and, and I want to talk a little bit about this grad school, student loan, how did that impact you? How did that affect the way you know, you, you think and, and handle money now and, and even during that phase of your life. Cause I know that was, that's a huge, ch- it was a huge chunk of money that you had to take out. Yeah. We were lucky enough to work, you know, our parents were able to pay for our college. So that was really fortunate. And then I decided to go to New York university, which is not cheap. And so I did have to take out a lot of loan, good chunk of money in loans for that. And, you know, at the time being really young, I thought, oh, this will be fine. I'll be able to pay it off later. You know, I didn't think too much about it. I did focus on saving for the move. I tried to take out fewer loans than I thought I would need, but I also focused on saving a lot while I was in New York in order to, you know, have a bigger chunk of money to like start paying off and to save even though I was taking loans and not really working or like working intermittently, you know, doing, doing kind of part-time work while I was in school. So I, so I mostly focused on saving when I was in New York and then, you know, got it, eventually got a a better paying job when I moved to DC and um, was able to save more. And once I got into the PhD program that was paid for, so that was really helpful. But I think, you know, after grad, like since graduating, you know, the biggest thing has been that debt from my loans kind of hanging over my head. And so luckily, and, and for those of you that have loans, going into like the nonprofit sector or the public work, so working for the government, whatever level, local, state, or federal, you can do the loan forgiveness program, which many people may have heard of uh, in the past has been really hard to maintain and actually get your 
loans forgiven from that because of how the program is set up. It's, it's changed since then, so that's good. And so that's something that I ensured that I got involved with so I wouldn't have to pay off the loan you know, entirely because oh, it's yeah. quite a bit more than most other people have. So since then, you know, and since, since getting my, my, my first, you know, quote unquote real job, I've really focused on, you know, a few areas, you know, so saving, obviously contributing to my retirement, my 401k, my Roth, which I was contributing to during grad school. So I was trying to save, contribute to that in addition to working. And, and those were kind of the main areas that I was, that I've been focusing on since. And then also obviously budgeting for, you know, paying off my, or paying towards my loan every month. But that was something that, you know, again, was, was kind of a, a, a big, a big deal. And the other thing I, I guess I'll mention is I was in grad school for seven years, you know, and so that was a lot of time that I was unable to really fully participate in the workforce and make money and save money. And so for me, that was a huge, you know, in hindsight, it's like, oh my God, I spent almost a decade in grad school. Like this That's crazy. was crazy. It was crazy. And I don't think I would do anything differently because it got me to where I am. And I'm really happy with where I am in terms of my career. But, you know, it's, it's kind of forced me to like, think about, okay, I'm starting a little bit later in terms of making and saving money. Um, and so I think that partly contributed, contributed to the fact that I've only really put, focused on putting money into my 401k, my Roth, and then saving. And so those were kind of the main buckets when I was, you know, earlier in my 30s. But now, I've, you know, I'm starting to think about it differently. Yeah, and I think that's a really good point. And I think Aldo made that point too, is, and and him and I talk about it all the time, is like, it is, and, and so don't get discouraged also when you're, if you're younger and making less money, First of all, start prioritizing. I think you did it perfectly. The first thing and like the fundamental is making sure you are bringing in more than what's going out, right? So like fundamentally, you want to start there. You want, if you have any debts, student loan is like a whole another animal, but like if you have credit card debts or any, any other debt, you want to make sure and get that figured out first. So so, so that's a good point. And, and, and don't kill yourself. And, and actually, we'll, we'll talk about this here in a minute is, you know, this one wants to, I have big goals for her, you know, kind of working, starting to work with her financially. I have huge goals of what I want her to be saving and, and, and doing, but we also need to realize kind of where we're at. To your point, you lost years, you know, and, and so you're at a different place. You're still making good money now, but you lost years in terms of being able to like build that up. And, and, and time is the most valuable aspect or component when it comes to building wealth and, and building, you know, yourself to a financial free place. So I I would say to people, you know, prioritize there's things, there's an order to do things. And there's a number, there's a number that you can associate with different aspects of your goals that you can build up over time. And you will, generally speaking, as you get older, you will make more money. So then you can, you know, add to those. And then again, everything kind of compounds and grows. So, but that's a really good point there, like people to hear is don't beat yourself up and kill yourself trying to get to this place in a year. That that probably isn't realistic and it won't happen. And that's okay, but you need to take the small steps. And also don't let that totally derail you and get you into debt either. So. But I think that's that's a really good point to make is as you get older, you can do more if you're in you know, a different kind of professional phase of your life. So yeah, I think that's, that's a great point. I'll just add one thing. So I, 
I I'd been listening to I'd started to kind of listen to this money related podcast and I don't remember what it's called but a couple oh, you mean of <laughs> well I, I listen to yours now um, and I and I'll also note that I remember texting you after hearing about how you didn't have a credit card in college and I was like, what yeah. anyway because I didn't know that um, and so something that I had heard and, and you know and, and like also you know NPR does these life kit podcast about you know things and there was something about money on there and so um something else I did when I graduated was I bought a car and so I had enough money in my savings account technically to pay the car off in full but it's something that I think is also important to think about is that you don't need to necessarily be debt free sooner rather than later it's important to to put money aside for saving and and, in other places as well and so I ended up having like a three-year loan on my car I paid it off yay I was also able to buy a house you know even though I feel like I started late in terms of you know my my working life and you know full-time employment yeah but you also bought your house what two years after me or a year after me yeah so I you know give yourself more credit give yourself more credit yeah so I'm you know I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with where I'm at I've been able to do those things which is really good but I also you know having that loan even though you have interest on it and not paying it off in full allowed me to save more money to feel more comfortable with where I was at and that I had a little bit of a cushion you know having that emergency fund is that Ash has talked about is really important as well yes agreed agreed so you know that kind of brings me to the last phase of your life like now what what has changed since you know I would say your your mid twenties, your early thirties. You know now that your you know school is well behind you, student loans are well underway, and we're working towards paying those off. And you know now that you've you, you and I have started talking more about finances because we really didn't that much. You know we talked basic stuff, but nothing mm-hmm. nothing in detail. So you know what has changed? What have you learned? What do you still feel like like I need to know? I need to learn and and just curious. Yeah, I feel since my 20s, one, I've gotten a lot more financial freedom to be able to save and to save more and to think more about what to do with my excess savings. So starting to work with you has been really helpful. I didn't really know, you know, I kept thinking like, how do I grow my money to have this money? I have, I put my money in CDs. I think, you know, I at least had talked to our parents a little bit about doing that and and you know where else I could put my money within my you know bank my current bank account kind of grow that a little bit more to earn more interest on it and so I think you know thinking about diversifying a little bit more since talking with you thinking about how much that I should actually be contributing to my my retirement and so now that I and I will say guys I'm going to interrupt her because this I use this example so it, it was an anonymous example but she allowed me to use it basically we reduced her, what she was contributing. She was contributing the max she could contribute. We reduced that in half, and she's still going to very effectively, very easily and successfully meet her retirement goals and and improve her quality of life now. She'll have more money to spend monthly on, you know, or she just doesn't have to be as tight as she was thinking she was going to have to be. And she can spend more on vacations. And by the way, we're, we're budgeting and bucketing a, an amount of money for that a year for her because that's important. So, sorry. Yeah. There. Yeah. Well, and I'll say that, you know, now I'm budgeting money and I've always budgeted money for my Roth. And so we have that there. We have vacations because travel is very important to me. So we have, you know, a certain amount of money that's going towards that every month as well as the Roth. And yeah, I'll say that, 
you know, my previous job, luckily at NMSU, they contributed a lot more, right? So they matched a lot more of my, my, the amount that I was contributing to my four, well, I guess it was a 403 something. And now with my new job, they contribute less. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm making more. I can contribute the max. I think I had like talked to our parents and they're like, contribute as much as you can. And then I started to kind of yes, stress out about to a that. point. Yes, exactly. Yes. And exactly. so I think I was contributing like 20% of my income, yes. which is you were maxing kind out. of crazy. Yeah. And so, yeah. Which is great if you can comfortably do it yeah. to their point. But yeah. they didn't know the... They didn't see the full picture, and that, I think, is the problem with some advice when you get it. Is somebody needs to sit down with you and look at the full picture and also talk about the goals. Right. You have to understand what the goal is, or else you have no idea what to put where. Yeah. You have no idea. You're going blind. So, of course, that's great advice from them, but right. there's so many caveats to that, you know? And, and yeah. I talked about this when I was talking with Paul. That's why I like working with people personally because everyone requires a customized plan and that plan changes. That plan changes, can change every year, can change every six months. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's something I, I'm glad that I did because now I feel like I have more, you know, money to spend, but also I'm putting aside money for like travel and things that are really important to me, you know, in addition to, you know, what, what I spend on the you know, a day-to-day basis. So that's been really and good. And to come and see, you know, me and... and uh, exactly. And Hudson. And Hudson. <laughs> yeah, I've got to see Hudson. <laughs> so that's, that's you know, really important. I'm trying to think of the other things that we've done. Yeah, I mean, so I think just diversifying in terms of not just putting money into, say, so, well, savings is important, but, like, different, saving for different reasons and also not putting everything into 401k, right? Because as you probably have talked about, I haven't listened to every podcast yet, but, or maybe talk about, you know, there are different, you know, taxes that are involved with, you know, like your retirement account when you take it out and things like that. And so you want to have a certain amount saved. And so that's something new that we've talked about in our our most recent sessions that I need to have these saving goals above and beyond my emergency fund so that you have the, you know, additional money that is not going to be taxed that you have to pull from once you retire. And so uh, diversifying in that way, also investing, you know, I don't have a ton of money left over after doing all these things. And so we've talked about where to invest and like what, you know, funds to invest in and diversifying in that way, as well as, you know, the I-series bond, which is, you know, has super high interest rate right now. And so diversifying and maybe safer, but also more risky funds because I'm not super old yet and it's okay. I can just leave it in there, but making sure I have some money that I'm willing to just like not touch for a long time. And so that will help grow it, you know, in those accounts. Yep. No, I love it. I mean, that's, that's basically, and I think that's what people struggle with. Like at first it's getting out of debt and then it's saving. And then it's like, well, I'm saving X amount. What do I do with it? And that's kind of the point we're at is optimizing based on your goals, what we do with that money. Diversification is key. You always want to have, you know, a certain amount kind of like liquid cash. And, and then on top of that, what do you do with, you still want your money to be making money for you. And although the stock market is hit or miss these days, you know, it's still over a long period of time, a very good investment. And there's, and you just have to find the right funds and companies and so on and so forth. So yeah, no, I think, I think it's good. I think it's been, I think it's been fun talking to you about it. And I think, and I hope you've, you know, you've taken some value out of that. And and I just wanted you guys to kind of hear how, where she's come from. She's a very different side of, you know, from a, from a financial mindset than Aldo too. 
And so, you know, she always, she was always very conservative, saved a lot of money, but there are still things that we can tweak to optimize and get her to her goals faster than she would be able to do on her own. So just wanted to, to, to share that with you guys and share, share that story. Um, so I also just wanted to put a plug for your spreadsheet, your budget spreadsheet. I did, I think you talked about Mint before, and that's something that I used to use to, to kind of budget and to look at you know how much I was spending and to ensure that I was saving a certain amount. And there definitely are issues with it. And so I like, you know, you introduced me to your spreadsheet. I was a little bit resistant to the idea at first because I was like, oh, it's just another thing I could do, another spreadsheet. I look at so many spreadsheets all the time and like data, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) But it really allows you to like customize and kind of look at over the year how much you're spending, how much you're saving, how much you're putting towards various categories, right? So things that are important to you, things that are are reoccurring expenses, you can kind of see. And then if you're starting to spend a lot of money in one area, you can kind of break that down and say, okay, where can I uh, maybe cut back a little bit if you're going above your budget? So that has been really helpful for me as well. And I've fully transitioned to that. And I'm excited to see my trends for the year and to see, you know, how that, how my money, my savings are, are growing over time. Um, and so that's been really helpful for me as well. I love it. I love it. And yeah, that's one thing that we looked at is <clears throat> how to extrapolate right now just to see what her savings is for the year. And she will be able to know that for you know certain by the end of the year. And then she can use that for future goals. And I love it. Okay, guys. Well, well, I think that, that'll that'll do it for today. Thank you again for joining us for your time. It's 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 always it's always fun to uh, to catch up and to talk to talk money with you. All right, guys, we'll end it here. Um, Always remember, respect yourself by respecting your money. We'll talk soon. Thanks.